0: Welcome again, everyone, to Video Mojo, where we explore creative chutzpah, or the creative courage to express yourself, the joy of being creative and playing, and innovative technology channels, text tech, tools, and all kinds of good things like that. And I have a great example today. Uh, joining us from Germany is Nicholas Newbert who is a member of my Twitter family that does MidJourney. Nicholas, welcome, and thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for the introduction. My pleasure being here today.
0: Yeah, So Nicholas has uh, really, uh, having his 15 minutes of Internet fame, perhaps, uh, he did a very amazing experiment bringing together MidJourney Images Runway, which is a AI video generative technology, and uh, yeah, you have to tell tell us what else, Nicholas. Help people know what it is you put together, and we'll we'll cut the video in here at some point uh, to show people what you did. I think the key is that it, it wasn't all AI that did this. You did a lot. So, what did you do to create this video, and what is it?
1: All right. Yes. Um, so, like John said, uh, I released a, a concept movie trailer a couple of days back, generated with AI. Uh, so, what does that entail exactly? I do a lot of work on my journey uh, since the past four months. I post a lot of those images on Twitter, and I guess mid has reached the point where we've reached a very good quality in those images. Um, and I think one thing that has always been exciting for this thought is what if we can animate those? And um, while I think in general, Video AI still has quite a way to go. Um, also, a couple of days ago, Runway released their new feature where you could basically Upload a given image and then runway would animate it with the help of AI. And um, I decided to try it out and uh, needed something to try it out with. And um, yes, because I guess at 11 PM in the evening. uh, Some people think then, okay, let's do a movie trailer. Why not? What's the worst that can happen?
0: (laughs) And and we can fill in for people uh, that you're you're a product designer at Volkswagen, right? At VW in Germany. And so this is not your day job. This is something you're doing just for fun, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, I would say I've always been creative all my life. I've always been attracted to art, to movies, to music. However, um, it was always as a hobby, always on the side, playing with these tools, creating new stuff. It's still a big part of me, but yes, in the day job, uh, I'm a product designer. So um, still a lot of creativity involved, but all around software and building experiences for users with products. So um, nothing to do with film directing, so to say, right?
0: Is this the first video that you've produced?
1: Well, I mean, I would say it's the first video ever produced for myself, right? I mean, I worked in a lot of startups. And as a designer, you often become a person that has a lot of hats, right? So I knew the tools, like I know how to work with Premiere, with After Effects, with CapCut. Um, That was nothing new for me. But I never went through the thought process of, okay, let's actually build a movie trailer, so to say, right? Uh, It was always more along the lines of, okay, let's build a product marketing video, or uh, we need some demos for presentations or for FAQs, right? So um, in that sense, it really was uh, simply, I guess, watching a lot of movies and admiring how other people
0: do the craft. So there is a democratization component here where you got access to tools that could produce at the level that you produced. Those tools were never so accessible before. Sorry, I'm interrupting your narrative of putting this piece together.
1: No, no worries. (laughs) Like, I mean, regarding the tools, like, uh, I think one benefit in general that comes with the profession of kind of being in software is, at least if you're passionate, uh, you have a tendency to just love to explore tools, right? Um, Like one habit that I've been doing for decades now is every Thursday when the App Store refreshes uh, from Apple – I take all of the top 10 new apps and simply try them out. You know, it's not that I want to become a user. It's simply my way of doing research. What's happening on the market? How are people building things and so on and so forth. And I guess if you do this, there's not really a lot a tool can offer, which is fundamentally new, right? Because, uh, If there's a new tool that comes with a keyframe editor, you've seen that somewhere like, yes, some variables are different and you might be controlling different things, but you kind of can grasp the UI very quickly, you know? So in that sense, I didn't have to think about how do I structure a trailer in a video editor, so to say, right? I could directly think about, okay, what's the story? How do I want to build it up? How do I want to climax the story? And what most importantly is the music? Um, exactly, so I mean, maybe going back to how the whole trailer got made, um uh, the situation was that then, at that point, okay, runway has a feature where I can animate pictures and uh bring some movement into them um and one thing that might be important is I already kind of had this theme in my head, so the weeks before I posted three series of basically cinematic images, There, nothing animated there. It was just like three images, um, a format that I like to post on Twitter to share prompts. So I basically had three posts that were already in this world, uh, Genesis, so to say, and...
0: The sci-fi images, right?
1: Exactly. The dystopian sci-fi, exactly. And on the third series, there was somebody in the comments that posted something like, oh, th- you should totally try to extend the whole thing and make a movie and this happened literally the moment where runway came out with hey we've got this new feature for you so the thought came very quickly um the next step for me really and i, I go in detail on this also in the making of post that i
0: posted and we'll put that link in the comments of the youtube video
1: As i listen to music all the time it's a very big role in my life and i think um also in cinematics and movies i always pay very close attention to music i i really just have an admiration for it and there are like some key episodes like for example there was this one season finale from game of thrones i remember where like the one soundtrack the one score was carried over a whole episode you know like one piece but it kind of built itself up the whole episode until uh, until the finale you know it's moments like these that i always cherished so From that point of view, when I started this, I knew the first thing I need to figure out is the music, especially in the trailer context, because yes, showing visuals is great. Yes, showing text and kind of telling a story is great, but you need the stimulation of the ears. You need to kind of have those great soundtracks or sound effects to kind of just immerse the user. Before I did anything further, I kind of decided to go the route of using like free stock music. So I went to Pixabay, searched a little bit around, found a track that wasn't too long, but I also had like the feeling I can work with this. And from there on out, basically my process, and I do this with a lot of things, was I played this track on loop for probably half an hour. I just listened to the track over and over and over again, and in my head, kind of building a story around it, Build, put like placing images, what can I do on what beat, um, what is kind of the overall arc that I can map on the story. And when I had that nailed down, that's kind of where the creation process with AI started, right? So without AI, I'd kind of defined the world. I defined what story I want to kind of tell, even though, it was more on a world building level because we all know the randomness of AI. Sometimes you just gotta go with the flow, what the output is. So I didn't nail the story in exactly, but I knew. Let the me general- let me inter-
0: interrupt you there because I don't think that everybody does yeah. know the randomness of AI. I wanna I wanna kind of use you to help people understand how exciting this world is. So. One thing was that you didn't quite know that you were going to do a trailer, and then all of a sudden there was this creative opportunity. And I think that speaks to your passion, video mojo, if you will, of being willing to experiment and to swing out. And at the same time, to use creative accidents, because I think that is a big part of using AI and MidJourney in particular, that you sometimes it takes you in whole other directions than you think you're going. So can you say more of just about your motivation and about the creative joy, if you will, of doing something like this and allowing the happy accidents to happen?
1: Absolutely. I think there are two parts to that. I mean, on the first hand, there's how it even came to happen. Um, That was like you said, it was just being creative having fun, right? I had zero intent of this blowing up and I honestly like, of course you have a gut feeling like, okay this will get likes it'll grow the community grow the platform I have, but I mean I never imagined it to blow up like it did.
0: Just to let people know, today you posted a link that you were in Fortune Magazine. I think it got picked up into a runway story on CNN, was it? Is there any other major media hits that I don't know about in terms of, and I'm sure it's (laughs) going to continue to blow up into the coming week.
1: So yes, CNN covered it first, um, together with the CEO of uh, Runway. Then I had an interview with Forbes uh, on Friday. Uh, I'm also seeing... Smaller outlets posting articles, their medium articles appearing as well. And there are certainly some other stuff in the pipeline that will be released as well. So
0: And, and now you're on Video Mojo. Most
1: importantly, yes. So, Mom. But that, <laughs> th- I think that the point
0: to underscore there from the social media marketing point of view, which is another theme on Video Mojo, is that you went viral without intending to go viral.
1: Absolutely. And I think this is like, I mean, I've been doing this publicly, of sharing my work publicly since uh, end of March now. And I can say that most posts that performed really well were the ones I did not expect to perform really, really well. Which really kind of sparked this thought in where I really believe in that If you think too hard about it, if you think too hard about, okay, I want this post to succeed, it probably won't. And I think the posts where you just simply do it out of the joy, out of the passion, and you maybe show your true self in a sense, right? Uh, Because Mm -hmm. there are certainly some posts you do because they perform good, and there are other posts that you do because you personally like them a lot. Those tend to always perform better. And I think this is, this one is no exception. It was pure fun trying out two tools and I mean, p- putting something together and sharing it, right?
0: It's fantastic.
1: That's the creativity part. The other part is the randomness, I would say that comes with AI. And I think, again, this is like a double edged sword to be seen. I mean, I also talk a lot with brands and companies, how they can utilize AI. And for them, this is the biggest pain point, right? Like, Randomness is something that you don't necessarily necessarily want in a company workflow. You want to save time, you want to save money, you want you kind of expect the AI to speed up the process, right? And because outputs are random, like you can like depending on your tool, you can prompt and increase the probability that you will get what you're expecting, but you can't guarantee it. And I think in general, this is a very good way to sum up prompting. Prompting is all about increasing your probability at this current time and stage. It's all about how, how good can I prompt in order that my first output meets my expectation. So for companies or commercial use, this percentage probably is still probably a bit too low. But of course, for creative people that just want to generate art, this is a blessing because uh, you might start with one idea, but while generating images or content, you create new stories, you see a new picture, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe I should build on top of that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm much more on the creative side of it. And like you said, I think that it's a blessing, but it also you're also underscoring again something I mentioned at the beginning, which is that there has to be a human that's making the judgment whether it's meeting expectations or welcoming a happy accident and mixing that into your creative process without the human the ai has no intention and is going nowhere so it's always been a collaboration uh, and a conversation yeah go ahead
1: absolutely i think like i think storytelling has always and will be a very important skill to master right because especially in a day and age where everyone can generate high quality content. It really comes down to those who can stitch the content together to create a meaningful story, right? And this is a skill that has always been like that to create fantastic books, movies, and art. And I think it'll become even more important in the future to kind of diversify from AI or the general increase of quality, because I do believe the general quality of photography, of videos, of tools and workflows, it will rise with AI simply because it helps us do better work quicker or more accessible. Um, But at the same time, it will also motivate the real artists or the real craft masters of the crafts to push against their boundaries, right? How far can they go? How do they stay ahead? So I think in the end, it's a win-win for most people. Like, at least for me, I always try to look at the whole AI revolution, look at it a little bit more optimistic and as an opportunity rather than threat. Um, So, I mean, I get both sides, of course. I I try to be optimistic there.
0: I think it's the biggest double-edged sword of all time. I mean, and, and that's a whole... Big subject that I don't want to go into right this second, but it has this huge creative amplification. And there obviously are dangers, and there's going to be bad actors putting it up to no good. Um, but spe- I want to come back to the good side of things on the human side. You and I met on Twitter, and you've got right in your Twitter bio that you prompt in public. You mentioned that a minute ago. And I think that a lot of people, one, think Twitter in particular is a cesspool. And then The internet in general has a bad reputation because of all the hucksters who have the get-rich-quick schemes and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I love the community on Twitter. And I have to say, as a, you know, blossoming mid-journey artist or whatever the heck I am, uh, I've found it incredibly welcoming and inspiring, and people like yourself and many others sharing prompts in public that help to inspire, give me new ideas, show me the way, teach me how to use the software better. So say a little bit more about how you feel about the opportunity of getting involved, for example, in the Mid Journey community on Twitter, or, you know, in general, the culture of people being generous.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think in general, I would argue that a community or a platform always comes down to the people, right? And if you get the right people together, you can create a positive, welcoming community on any platform, right? I mean, there will always be haters. There will always be people in your comments trying to talk down on it. But If the people who want to be part of this community stay positive and stay welcoming, you can scale this community. And I think especially in this mid-journey community on Twitter, there were perhaps luck, the right people there at the right time. Right? There were from the beginning on, when it was starting to grow, there were some very important figures which brought this positive energy that offered knowledge for free, that kind of uh, promoted new people, promoted artists. We had the prompt challenges. There were just always a lot of initiatives for people to share their work. And I think this is something that at least the past month never really changed. Like I get tagged in challenges every single day. I see people sharing uh, upcoming artists every single day. So it's very nice to see uh, that they're just like overwhelmingly positive energy in this community and i think that of course motivates people to contribute um i mean with the trailer now that i that the genesis trailer i see so many people like coming towards me and being like hey cool look what i'm working on i'm trying out something new and this is great to see right you post a video of hey i took Mid journey i used runway i made a trailer here's the breakdown how i did it i mean i've never i i wouldn't would have never Guess that I would post a eight and a half thousand character long post on Twitter or X, but I did um, because I was okay. This is the process. Like I'm showing it. I'm putting it on the table. Like yes, of course I could have written ten times the amount and gone more in detail, but I think it covered pretty much everything you need to know to get started, and to then see that big creators, mid-sized creators, small creators, kind of okay. I'm going to try it out and post, share my insights. It's just a great thing to see. And I mean, especially today, I think uh, after two, three days of that post, uh, I saw quite a lot of videos being posted this Sunday, and I expect many more to be posted across the next weeks. And I think that's just a win for everyone.
0: It is. And thank you for the generosity of doing that. Uh, you know, so let me pick your brain a little bit as a product designer. You mentioned that, you know, Adobe Premiere and After Effects, and I believe you cut the trailer in CapCut, right? That's correct, is not? Yes. <laughs> I'm only learning now about CapCut. I know that it's related to TikTok. And I was thinking about it as a mobile app. I only found out that they have a Mac app and they have a desktop app. So you could have used any video tool. Why did you choose CapCut?
1: It's actually very simple reason, probably a disappointing reason. So I guess one perk of being employed in a big company is you get provided with very good hardware. So currently I do not have a private machine. I have a MacBook from my company and it of course um, kind of gives me the tools that I need for my job. And as a product designer, I don't need the Adobe suite, so to say, right? So therefore I don't have Adobe products on my current machine. Uh, so I didn't have Premiere. Regarding CapCut explicitly, I would say, like, I know that, like, my wife works in social media marketing and a marketing firm, and they do a lot of Reels content. So they use CapCut on the phone all the time. And somewhere in my head, I knew they have a desktop editor. So I was like, okay, it's free. I'll try it out. And I like the idea that it's free because one point i also wanted to make with this trailer post is showing how accessible it can be and while premiere or also final cut pro are amazing video editor tools they are not accessible they one on the one hand come with a price tag and on the other hand are probably also a little bit overwhelming if you've never worked with a video editor before Um, so being able to offer a Free software, which everyone can pick up and cut a movie with, was an attractive thought for myself. But after using CapCut, I can confidently say that for 95% of videos I would do in the future, I would probably tend to CapCut simply because it has a very clean UI. It covers a lot of the things that you need. And unless I really need advanced masking or effects or really complicated keyframe edits, maybe in combination with After Effects, I probably wouldn't open Premiere. That's the simple thing. So, I mean, the story was basically, I don't have Adobe on my machine. I was working on this primarily at night, so I didn't want to wake up my wife. Hey, can I use your MacBook to kind of cut it in (laughs) Premiere? Um, And that's how I landed on CapCut. So no fancy story why CapCut. It just happened to be...
0: (laughs) So, so the, one of the interesting things, and it was the, the articles of Forbes, not Fortune, I think I might've misspoke earlier, right? That, you know, they taught, there's a, there's a dimension of the human piece that they, I think may have concluded with was, which was stitching the pieces together. And so part of the creativity that you did is you figured out a mashup between mid-journey runway And then I forget the music program that you said where you sourced the music track and, and CapCut. And that is, you know, is there anything that you can offer to people in terms of that kind of play and experimentation to bring those tools together in order to do what you did?
1: Well, I think there are different parts or different tasks, I would maybe call them that go into making a trailer like this. Um, I mean, First of all, I'm not a, I've never done a film, right? But I've looked at how films are done and I can say it's a very simplified way, right? I mean, we all know the efforts or those famous uh, videos or pictures you sometimes see of like a timeline of a movie, you know, where you have tons and tons of layers of effects and effects and uh, music, soundtracks, sound effects, and you have all the clips, you know, it's a very simplified way, but... I think the tasks that I split down for myself was the first task is the setup, right? So I opened CapCut. Well, I found the music, right? I had the MP3. I opened CapCut. I pulled in the music, but with that music, I put it in CapCut. And for me at least maybe because I listen to a lot of music and I also ideate a lot with music. I actually did the whole story or the text next. So I crafted kind of the text on top of it, and I really had a black screen with the sound and basically the text where I wanted it to appear. That was basically the file after like one hour. Um, And from there on out, it was really just the typical AI process, right? I already had a lot of shots, so I basically optimized the prompt that I was using What do I mean with optimized? So for the photography post that I did, I had, like, the prompts were always very similar, but I modified them for every single picture to kind of get the most out of it. But I knew that, like, it was a 48-second clip, and uh, I knew that at least... If, if I like if I show every single picture for one second I need 48 pictures and I knew that probably there are some that you show faster than a second so I probably need even more than that and I can't expect every single image to be perfect I already knew okay I'm gonna generate a lot of images and I don't or I don't want to invest the time of thinking about the prompt for every single image So what I did was I took, the prompts that I used for those photography posts and kind of made a template out of it. So kept all of the bases. So the tokens that kind of defined the color palette, the tokens that kind of defined style. um, And then had in the beginning, a blank field where I basically just described the scene that I wanted to do, you know, so that template was used for every single shot in the movie um sometimes you know you add like something like detailed face if you want a portrait shot right but the prompt stayed the same and from there on out it kind of was on the one hand embracing the randomness on the other hand kind of building the story right so i knew that i need something like action worthy at the end i knew that i wanted to show the overall world in the first shot, and I knew that I wanted to have portrait shots of humans and portrait shots of robots. So those things were easy to generate, right? That was the first thing I generated, and I kind of generated in Midjourney in parallel of running the things through Runway, because like for the audience in Runway, compared to Midjourney, we don't really have a lot of settings. So the best way, at least right now. For me, is I don't use any text prompts in Runway, so I just upload the image and I press generate. Um, and the only really setting that I used was, do I want to upscale this shot or not? And this is important because the upscale mode works great with landscapes or objects, but with faces, it can turn a bit glitchy. So often, for a close-up face, I didn't upscale the clip. For everything else, I upscaled it. But it was pretty much drag and drop, press a button, and hope that it's usable. Mm, Which is why I could prompt a mid-journey in parallel of creating the animations. But if we now fast forward, I don't know, maybe something like two hours, I basically had the key shots in place in CapCut, right? So I had, like, the opening scene, and then empty, and then another scene I knew I wanted, and then empty. And from there on out, it really was, like, puzzling right generating stuff in mid-journey thinking about okay how does this fit in the story or can i make a story out of it at some point the idea came okay why don't we add that child with the glowing amulet just to add some depth you know like so that people are like okay wait what what is this child doing here like glowing amulet something you know like no we don't know what it is it's not revealed in the trailer but it. Adds a layer of depth into it. Right. So those are ideas that happen during the process. Um, And you stitch it together, you puzzle it and you do trial and error, kind of what works better. You try to align the colors that also took a while, you know, like you had two very good shots, but the color was off. So you were like, okay can I move it somewhere else? Do I need a new shot? You know, because like none of the shots were post edited. Like I could have also gone in and taken a shot and color graded, right. To make life easy. But also in general on Twitter, when doing photos, I try to avoid color grading because I want to share what it came out of, right. Because color grading again, is a skill that is not accessible anymore, right. There's a lot of depth there. So um, that was in general, the whole process, trial and error at that phase.
0: Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is a great story. And, you know, there are a couple of things that I want to underscore. One, one the main one really is that you built the foundation prior to even having the idea to do the movie trailer. That you know, because you were experimenting and playing, and had been in Mid Journey creating robots, for example, you had a library of robots that you—I don't think you premeditated that they were going to be someday part of a movie trailer. Were you, or was that an idea you already had in mind?
1: No. So I think what kind of played into the cards was the general format that I use for my image posts. So for the audience who doesn't follow me, what I usually do is I have a stack of three images, um, usually like a wide landscape shot on the top, then a portrait shot in the middle, and then some sort of action shot. And these are three distinctly different shots that you need to generate. And I think the thought process of creating the world for these three shots is very similar to the thought process of creating a world of a trailer, right? You need to think about what is the scenario? What is the environment? What is the atmosphere? What are the characters? Who are the characters working with, you know? So alone with the nine images that I posted on Twitter, I already had the location of this construct somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I already had the idea of humans and robots, but you don't know who's the good guy, who is the bad guy, is there a bad guy? You know, like a lot of things left open on purpose. Um, I have the overall aesthetic already. So it's easy to kind of just extend it to, okay, like I have nine shots. How would I expand it if I would need 40 shots?
0: Right. right? It's, um, it's, it's really, it's really and, interesting. I mean, and you're, you're clearly a sophisticated storyteller that that's a given. This is
1: also this whole probability. And we talked about it earlier, but. I do not, like when I start these photo posts with three images, I do not think about what the three images are. I think about exactly one image. So I'm like, okay, I want to do a post, like like right now I'm remembering the one with the getaway driver in the Italian mountains, right? So I had that thought. I need a getaway driver in the Italian mountains. Um, and you start with one, or well, wait, I need to track back on that because It even starts earlier, making the point even clearer. At the time of that post, I was on vacation in the Italian mountains. And from our hotel room, we basically saw a tunnel at night in the distance, always glowing yellow, kind of creepy. And I had this idea of, okay, I want to make a post on that. You know, I want to make a post of this bright tunnel in a dark cliff face, um, doing some sort of horror post about that. And while generating the tunnels... It gave me the shot of this sports car racing through the tunnel. And this is the moment where you have two options. You can either stick to the idea that you had, or you get captivated and you embrace the randomness. Right. And I looked at that post and was like, that's really good. So from there it was okay, give me a portrait shot of a race car driver. And I had the second shot. And the third shot, if you just need like if it happens that you have the portrait and you have the action shot. It's always great because the wide landscape shot is the easiest one. You know, it's not hard in that case to give me a nice shot of the Dolomites with a whiny road. You know, easy. It's harder if it's the other way around. So if you have a nice landscape shot and you have your portrait shot, it it sometimes gets tricky getting the fitting action shot, you know. But it's a perfect example. You start with one idea and you end up somewhere completely different.
0: Yeah, and I like I like the uniqueness and creativity of your style, as well as the way that you're embracing the, the creative opportunities that come. So for people that want to see more of Nicholas's work, it's I am Newbert on Twitter, uh, or you can call it X now if you want. I'm still calling it Twitter. Go sue me. Elon Musk. Uh, So in closing, I think, let's think a little bit about the future. Uh, You know, one thing I wanted to say earlier is that that the runway is still very primitive in terms of the motion that you are able to generate off of the stills. But the point being, this is just the beginning, that what you've put together and what you've accomplished that's gathering all this attention is, you know, going to really look like kindergarten In six months, not even in a year. Uh, And so, you know, do you have anything to say about where this is going? What the experiment of the movie trailer that you make represents for the future of filmmaking, creativity, image generation, wherever you want to go with that?
1: So, I mean, regarding to the timing, absolutely. I mean, if we look, like, video is more complicated than, photography. I also imagine you need a lot of more GPU power for video than you need for images. Um, but I mean, if we take MidJourney as a benchmark, and we look where MidJourney was six months ago, we can't say that it won't be like that in six months, right? I mean, the pace is amazing. It's exciting. Um, who knows? I mean, we've been hoping MidJourney is going to release their own video feature as well so i mean competition is always great um, so time wise i'm sure we were gonna have a lot of fun in the next month um regarding to what the trailer is and where i see it kind of becoming relevant first is i personally see i mean the trailer as a great tech demo basically i mean yes there's some ip towards the story and the world that i created and I'm probably also going to build on that with future videos and future posts, expanding that world of Genesis. But it's also a tech demo of what can be done in seven hours and a hundred bucks. And if I think about where is the value for companies, it's exactly that, the idea of a proof of concept, right? If we think like I've also have worked in the past with companies where we had to do a marketing film, right? And I know how much time gets can be spent in this beginning phase of figuring out what you want to do. And, okay, we'll need to do some tests here and there, how it will look. And, okay, we need to spend money maybe on motion artists who can already do a first markup. And, 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 you know, and I think For the ideation process, this becomes very, very valuable because in one day's work, you can do a proof of concept of your idea. You have it in a visual format, which you can share with any stakeholder because they can understand it. And companies can save time and money at this place. And I believe the creators just get more done. They can still use all of the artistic skills that they have they simply can execute their ideas in a faster way hopefully increasing the chance of them succeeding and going through with it so i think before we see a ai feature film so to say i would see it much more becoming an actual tool for testing for um letting companies try out ideas getting a feel for like i mean Something I was thinking about is, you know, like if, if you're a Netflix or you're an Amazon Prime, you could launch stuff like this, like conceptual stuff just to get a sentiment meter, you know, like what are people thinking about this concept? It, and you don't need to film the actual thing. You don't need to have the whole production to make this trailer. You can simply run tests to see what, are, what is the engagement, how can we build something on top of that. And I think this is where it will probably be beneficial. Before we actually see fully fledged films and commercials being, uh, produced. However, we don't know, right? Maybe Mid Journey comes around, uh, with, or, or Runway Gen 3 comes around with a mode where suddenly we do have fought a, like a very good value of realism and we're suddenly somewhere completely else. We don't know. Um, but I think that uncertainty is, something we need to kind of embrace and have fun with. And it is fun, right? It is super fun kind of taking your creative ideas, generating images or videos, even if it's not for a commercial product or something. So I think yeah. it's a great opportunity to to, great, to have a great time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, and so three things to quickly is one, absolutely it's an opportunity to have fun. Two, I don't even know where I saw it earlier today, The somebody I think that was involved with Pixar posted a picture of that lamp, which was the original computer animation that launched Pixar. Very primitive. I think it was like two minutes long or something. And we know what Pixar has become today. And Mm -hmm. the third thing, (laughs) most importantly, you've underscored this ideation component, because people rush immediately to when will AI do a feature film? And in playing with ChatGPT. One of the things that it's great at generating first drafts, rough concepts, ideation in general, it's great at brainstorming ideas with you and where you choose the one that you want to execute and act on. And this idea of using these tools to storyboard, to rough out concepts, to test concepts. That's a really great point, Nichols. I really appreciate it. So last question, what haven't I asked you that I should have asked you? Because clearly you think a lot about all this. What, what What is one thing that you want to leave the audience with that maybe I didn't ask you or that you want to emphasize?
1: I think one thing I would, I guess, always give to people on their way is to, or is this is the best opportunity we've probably ever had for everyone to embrace their creativity. So I, for example, I could never draw good, you know, like I loved art. I loved scribbling, but I could never draw good. And you suddenly have a tool now, which allows you to make an illustration, you know, and, um, you have people like us creators who suddenly can lean more into photography, lean more into illustrations. But you also have simple stuff like uh, parents being able to visualize a good night story for the children, right? And I think it's just a great opportunity for everyone to kind of embrace their ideas and kind of make something more tangible out of them. Because while, yes, we love to maximize these prompts and these outputs to be as realistic as possible and sit in front of them and... How, where where's the clue that gives it away i think there's also a lot of fun and magic to be had in simple generations right which are special for you because you had an idea and you can suddenly see it so i think um play with these tools have fun with them um and you automatically have the passive benefit of prompting will probably come to more and more ai tools right it's uh, right now language that we communicate with these models so uh, it's i think always a good idea to always kind of start working with this um, even if it's not your industry because maybe one day there will be a tool in your industry which requires prompting and it's always good to have an edge in something already right so gaining an edge while having a ton of fun uh, is a big win in my book
0: Yeah. And not, and it's not always realistic also. I mean, I, I've been referring to this now as my digital imagination, the creating that I'm doing with mid journey. And a lot of it is very fanciful and, you know, has nothing to do with being photorealistic. It's much more conceptual and abstract and, you know, big, big imagination. So it is an amazing creative opportunity and you're an inspiration. Thank you again for what you're doing and for having the fun and for following your passion. Uh, I am Newbert on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I am N-E-U-B-E-R-T. Any other coordinates you want people to have or places where they can see your work or follow you?
1: I have the same username on every platform, so it's very easy to find me. So. Right Perfect. now, of course, main distribution channel is Twitter, but who knows where it'll expand. So,
0: Who knows where it's going? Well, thank you again for taking the time very, very late in the evening in Germany on a Sunday. So thanks so much for making the time and uh, for your example of Video Mojo.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a pleasure.
0: Before you go, if you like this episode of Video Mojo, I really want to recommend my interview with George Cow. We talked about creativity and artificial intelligence, in particular, how to use ChatGPT to expand your creativity. I think you might enjoy that. In any case, thank you so much again for your kind attention, and we'll see you next time.